When Jesus tells us we don't have to be afraid, we don't have to be afraid. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. We're moving on in our study of Acts chapter 18. Today we're going to be looking at verses 5 through 11. Um, Today we see... Paul having a uh, nighttime uh, encounter with the Lord where God speaks into a place of fear and concern that Paul was obviously carrying in his spirit. Um, Paul is beginning to see (laughs) that his active witness for the gospel uh, stirs things up in the places that he's going. And he has already had his fair share of trouble um, because of his witness for the gospel. And uh, I imagine there, uh, on the human level, there had to be so many times when Paul uh, sat around rethinking his um, career decision. (laughs) But when the Lord puts his hand on you and you have a mandate from God, um, you keep pressing on. It doesn't mean you do so without... um, human concerns and anxieties working their way in there because we are human. Uh, We're spiritual beings as well, and uh, if we stay united with the Lord and connected with Him, God will see us through and we trust His promises. But nonetheless, um, sometimes this business of living for Jesus um, has us um, fearing for our lives, (laughs) and in Paul's case, in a very real sense that we uh, in modern Western Christianity don't traditionally have to deal with. And so uh, this is very informative for us, and I love what the Lord says to him in this passage, and we'll get to that in just a moment. But before we do, uh, let's open our time of study with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we come before you, seeking you, O God. Um, In your presence, the wind ceases and the waters calm. And so, Lord God, um, where there's wind and waves in our lives, uh, we pray in this moment those things would calm at the sound of your voice and you would speak over us your peace as you did over the waters. Peace be still. (laughs) Lord, speak your peace over us and may it rain in our lives today. Father, speak through your word. Uh, We love you and we thank you for this great gift, this great resource, uh, daily bread for daily living, and uh, we give you thanks for that. Uh, Father, we we, uh, just look forward to uh, what you have for us today, and we give you thanks for it in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, here's Acts 18, 5 through 11. When Silas and Timothy arrived from Macedonia... Paul was occupied with the word, testifying to the Jews that the Christ was Jesus. And when they opposed and reviled him, he shook out his garments and said to them, Your blood be on your own heads. I am innocent. From now on, I will go to the Gentiles. And he left there and went to the house of a man named Titus Justus, a worshiper of God. His house was next door to the synagogue. Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue, believed in the Lord together with his entire household, and many of the Christians hearing Paul believed and were baptized. Many of the Corinthians hearing Paul believed and were baptized. 
Um, And the Lord said to Paul one night in a vision, Do not be afraid, but go on speaking and do not be silent, for I am with you and no one will attack you to harm you. For I have many in this city who are my people. And he stayed a year and six months teaching the word of God among them. Now we see at the end of this section, Luke reveals the length of time that Paul stayed in the region of Corinth to build up the church there. And um, uh, we see at the beginning of this section that he was uh, occupied uh, with the word. He was witnessing in Jewish synagogues to Jewish people, trying to win Jewish people to the gospel. Often it sounds like there were other curious um, people there uh, who were listening as well. Um, But when Silas and Timothy arrived from Macedonia, Paul was occupied with the word. And um, when those Jews that he was teaching opposed and reviled him, he stood, he shook out his garments, and he said, Look, I'm innocent. Your blood is on your own hands. And uh, he said very boldly, From now on, I'm going to the Gentiles. (laughs) He was tired of his stubborn audience and realizing that he was, in a way, kind of wasting his time where the gospel was bearing very little fruit. We do learn from that encounter that um, he left there and went to a Gentile person's home named Titus Justus, who Luke regards as a worshiper of God. His house was next door to the synagogue leader Crispus who was a believer in Jesus, and together with he and his whole household had come to faith. And many of the Corinthians, the Gentile Corinthians, hearing Paul, uh, believed and were baptized. Now we we can assume that among that group of uh, Corinthians who believed and were baptized were other curious um, uh, Jewish uh, followers uh, who saw through Paul's teaching the Messiah, in the person of Jesus. Paul was obviously stirred up by these encounters, and it just seems like uh, the whole of his existence is spent uh, confronting and, and in the conflict that the gospel stirs up in the places that he goes. And the Lord sweetly meets him in a vision in verse 9 in the middle of the night, and he speaks this beautiful and powerful truth over Paul. He says, don't be afraid. I see your heart. I know. I know you're stirred up. I know you want to lay this down and just go back to tent making. when Things would be easier. Your life would be less complex and chaotic. And then I know it would be much easier to do that. I know there's the temptation to lay this down, Paul. But, but don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You go on speaking. And don't be silent for I'm with you. And no one will attack you to harm you. For I have many in this city who are my people. He says, hey, I am watching out for you, but I've got backup for you all over this city. Don't you worry. Paul, you keep on doing what I've called you to do. And I promise you, if you remain faithful, it will bear fruit. And I'll keep you going. And my goodness, how there are times on this journey when we need that word of promise from the Lord. Like, I haven't given up on you. I haven't, I haven't backed away from you. I'm not going to let you down. I've called you to it, and I will see you through it. And uh, how often we need that encouragement to keep going as his disciples. And it worked. 
Luke tells us in 1811 that Paul stayed for 18 months, one year and six months, teaching the word of God among them. He was infusing the church in Corinth with life, and it would need that life, and it would need that teaching when uh, Paul would depart, and they would be going solo, just themselves with God and the Holy Spirit, and what Paul had left behind. And we know later Paul addresses some of the needs of that community in his first and second letter. Uh, pastoral letters to the Corinthian church. And so good stuff, my friends, uh, moves my heart, and I hope it moves yours. And I hope that as you continue to study and consider these things today, the Lord will uh, stir your heart with these truths. God bless.